So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Stop Drinking and Start Living. I wanted to start today's episode with just a little check-in into the body. This is something that I don't do often, but I really should because I know it's something that we don't give ourselves enough time to do on our own. And if you're like so many people, you've been taking in a lot of information and it really affects the nervous system. We only have so much that we can process cognitively in one day. And when we stop being able to process information, all of the systems of the bodies go out of balance, the nervous system being you know, one of the first ones. So no matter where you are, even if you're driving or you're walking, and if you are sitting, I would love for you to, you know, pause if you're distracted with anything else. And if you're walking, if you're driving, just stay safe and be open. I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose and open your mouth and let out a nice sigh. If you can close your eyes for the second breath, bring one hand to your heart. Take a big breath in. Feel the breath lift your heart into your hands and let out a nice sigh through the mouth. 
this last time, I want you to really bring your awareness to the center line of your body with your eyes open or closed. Just notice the center line of your body from your tailbone all the way up through the spine, through the throat, to the crown of the head. And then breathe alive this whole center line body. Like you're drawing all of your energy from outside of you back home. Inhaling, breathing again, lifting your heart into your hand, up that center line of the body, drawing all of your energy that's been scattered out and around you back into the center of your body. And exhale. You can release the hand down. I just want you to take a minute to scan your body and notice where you're feeling the most sensation in your body right now. doesn't have to be discomfort. It might even be the hands touching the lap or the lap touching the seat. Just notice where you're feeling sensation, where you might be feeling tension or heat or tingling. Or maybe you're still noticing the breath or the heartbeat. Bring your attention to one point in focus. And then take three breaths in that area as though you were stretching that area. Like if you were in a stretch or a yoga pose, you're breathing into that space, bringing healing light and energy there. So where our attention goes, energy flows, right? And this can happen when it's the negative too, right? It's like if you ever have like a psychosomatic um, symptoms, you focus on your, you know, indigestion or heartburn and soon you're you're having an anxiety attack and think that you're dying. (laughs) So we're going to do this in the reverse, in the positive. It works that way as well. With each exhale, allow that part of your body to soften. And then move the awareness to one more spot where you're noticing sensation. Good. And then you can just come back to your surroundings, back to your space. So this is the practice of emotional intimacy, of emotional embodiment. And even though we weren't triggering a specific emotion, we are working with the sensation and the vibration of the body. And there may have even been emotions triggered by what I was asking you to do, right? You, you might have been annoyed by that. It may have been really welcomed. It might have felt awkward. And so just take a moment to notice what that was, what your response was, and how it maybe shifted what showed up in your body. So today I want to talk about words being spells and really why it's bad for me doesn't stop you from drinking. This is, I always say this is everything. Everything is everything, but this is so important and it's actually a really fun practice to play with. So I'm going to read one sentence that's going to be kind of a lower vibration or kind of a negative statement. Not bad or good. You know, we're just like alcohol's neutral, but we are going to go through different thoughts that create an interpretation of alcohol. 
that then create the emotion of the vibration in your body. Um, now this is different than when you have kind of a habitual urge or reaction or just kind of a trauma response, because when that happens, sometimes we don't really know what the thought is. The body is just responding to keep it. It thinks it's keeping itself safe, but this is really when you're thinking about changing your relationship to alcohol, when you're thinking about quitting drinking and why the criticism and shame and the, the, the kind of negative negativity of the, you know, there are obviously a lot of downsides <laughs> to drinking. Um, but if we demonize alcohol, we also give it power. And it's kind of the same. I've definitely talked about this on the show. Really, when we when we demonize or criticize anything outside of us that's responsible for our emotions, and we live in a, a capitalist, consumer-driven world, you know, our society has kind of been built on creating producers and consumers. So your emotions are a huge part of that. There's a psychology behind marketing and invoking emotion. If you've ever watched Mad Men, like it's, you know, you see like the genius behind it. But when you know this, it's like really good to check in with yourself. Um, so I'm going to read one statement and then I'm going to, to read another statement because when you're changing your relationship to anything, literally any relationship, whether it's with a person or a circumstance, you can choose to do it from a place of compassion, curiosity, and neutrality. Like something, you don't have to leave, you know, a shitty relationship (laughs) because it's shitty. Like that's your interpretation of it, right? And a lot of times it makes it harder because you don't have the motivation and the inspiration of the possibility, right? When you are heartbroken, you think like, I'll never find anyone as good again, right? You're not thinking like that there's billions of other people or that I can actually find someone better, right? You're not thinking that, but this is where we want to go. And in the last episode, I talked about bridging the gap between not between being a drinker and then getting alcohol out of your way. And there's also kind of a bridging the gap between beliefs as well. So you start with all of these beliefs around alcohol, which is going to kind of be like the first sentence I read. And then you move towards a more positive belief, which is like on the other side of the pond. Um, but you're not always there yet. So you have to create neutral thinking in between, which is bridge thinking. It's kind of like working up the lung of rung of the ladder, which can be just like really simple statements. This is a beverage. I can choose a new beverage, right? Whatever. Um, because positive affirmations, they, they can invoke a sentiment for sure. Um, someone just sent me a meditation by Gabrielle Bernstein and it was about all as well. And she was just like all as well. And it was really powerful. And like, you know, one of those like really build up like, uh, emotional building commercials or whatever. And it's like, yeah, all is all as well. I mean, I, we use this thought all the time. This isn't a problem. Like it's only a problem because I think it is. And I think that's a really, that's a pretty easy statement to, to believe, um, when you really, when you're, when you're willing to believe that it's true. 
But otherwise, you know, um, you don't go from telling yourself you're a piece of shit every day to, you know, I'm the goddess incarnate. Like it doesn't, you don't believe that fully. I mean, you might on some days, right? And you are, I believe that about you, but you go from, you know, I'm a piece of shit to I'm a, I'm a human. Humans have emotions. Emotions are normal. Emotions aren't bad. It's okay to feel, right? And so you start to create thinking that is generating a different vibration, neutral, kind of fact-based. Now, facts are subjective also these days quite a bit. So they have to come from your own wisdom and your own intuition or like something most people would agree on. But again, we see facts are like quotes, right? We don't really know what that even means anymore. So I say go based on the evidence that you have from your firsthand experience of like interacting with other people. You're a human. Humans have emotions. Emotions are our normal part of being alive, right? Okay. So I just want you to kind of notice how you feel in the first sentence and then notice how you feel in the second sentence. And these are like really simple examples alcohol is bad for me, or this is how I take care of myself. It makes me feel like shit, or mornings are the best when I'm not drinking. I'm worried about my health, or I'm aiming for vitality and longevity. Life won't be fun without it, or There's so much I haven't experienced yet. Never is a long time. Or nothing is permanent. It's not fair. Or I want to create my life on purpose. Everything is always a choice. What will people think? Or... People that love me will want the best for me, even if they don't understand. What will I say? Or no thank you is a great answer when I just don't want something. I can't be around those people or I'm going to take some extra time to just chill out. My kids are getting older. That's a pretty neutral statement, actually. Or I am an example of what's possible for my children. I have no energy when I'm drinking. Or I'm ready to make space for energy to flow. My husband and I fight. Or my relationships are worthy of my attention. It's the only way I can loosen up. Or... New situations take time to adjust to. It's not practical. Or new possibilities come and are born from the impractical. Everyone drinks or not everyone drinks. So these were very subtle, very basic statements that are rolling around in your brain. The first the first side, right? But you can see the subtlety of the emotion. Alcohol is bad for me. 
Like it even kind of creates a frown or this is how I take care of myself. Wow. There's like a lifting up of the heart. There's like, even like the way that I want to say that. Right. Um, and of course I'm trying to make a point here, but I want you to play around with this. I would love for you to make a list of all of the, the problems (laughs) that alcohol is causing you and kind of the dialogue that you have, you know, I can't control myself around drinking. Um, why can't I just be normal? I can't, you know, on and on and on and on. I shouldn't be, I should be able to. And see what they actually feel like. Even if you just do say five thoughts, right? Now these aren't thoughts you're necessarily consciously aware of. And that's what's really powerful about coaching and self-coaching is that when you kind of go under the water of the iceberg, to the iceberg that's underneath the water, you get to uncover what's running the show. And this is what it is. This is so powerful, right? So if you're running around the house, like, ugh, stomping your feet. I mean, I'm saying this because I know I do it kind of hemming and hawing, picking up, being frustrated, whatever. I mean, these are, this is what's creating your vibration. So my invitation is to kind of see what some of your habitual thinking is about alcohol. And then what is the opposite of that that feels neutral to positive that you actually believe, right? And so you have to like stretch your mind here. And what I know about people is it's easier, like, it's a challenge. We're challenging ourselves and our own beliefs and people don't want to take personal responsibility for their results because then it's the good and the bad results are kind of on you, right? But my counter to that is that this is how you take your power back. You take your power back by stepping up, being willing to admit when you're wrong, right? I mean, I've changed my mind about so many things in my life because my beliefs were instilled by not my parents, but their parents before them, by society and so on and so forth. So when I was younger, I was you know, an advocate for a lot of different things. And especially since I've changed my relationship to alcohol, I see the world in such a different light now, um, not through the lens of society, but that I'm a better service and better contributor to the whole when I actually examine what my beliefs are, what I would naturally do for myself outside of cultural constructs, which we talked about, you know, I talked about earlier about like, who's making money off your emotions. Um, and I talk about this a lot because it's, it's, it's so powerful to bring it into your mind frame and see what serves you. Right. And not from a selfish place of like, well, that doesn't serve me. So like, screw you. Right. I mean, sometimes, yeah, like depending on who you're talking to, but if you care about someone and you want to have a relationship with them, then you can under, you know, talk about what your intentions are. But when it comes to just like the masses and media and, you know, social media, and Matthew is not on social media at all. Like he doesn't even have an account. He doesn't look at it. Um, 
And, you know, if I'm talking about something or there's like an emotion behind something, he's like, it only exists in that platform. Like if you take that out of your reality, then that, that dialogue, that narrative doesn't even exist. When you're face to face with a person, a real person, all of that polarization dialogue that, you know, that's so rampant right now is really not how people are interacting with each other. For the most part, I find that we want to, people want to move from the heart, right? We want the best for everyone. And, you know, if someone doesn't like, eh, you know, then they're just, that's where they're at in their life. And, um, I want to be able to validate everyone's concerns. This, I think this is so important because what I know from this journey is there is so much I don't know. And I was so blown open by this, by what my thoughts about alcohol were and how they were keeping me stuck, but how they were also shaping my reality and really limiting the movement and the momentum. So it's really important to think on purpose, right? So do this work, see where your thinking is right now and all the kind of excuses that you're giving yourself and all of the objections, and then see if you can override them. Words are spells. Uh, Mike Dooley says thoughts are things. You know, it's like choose the good ones. We when you project that vibration and that sound out into the world, it's like you know when you've yelled at someone or said something that was just like, ugh, it feels awful, right? What's well, happening in your brain all day, every day on repeat? The only way to stop it is to identify it first. I hope this helped. I would love to hear what some of your thoughts are and what you came up with. I would love to share them anonymously on the show. So you can email me and I'll give you a little anonymous shout out. You can even like give me like a cute little name so that you know that it's you and I will give you some props. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you are staying warm and cozy wherever you are in the world, even if you're out in the sun having fun and you're enjoying your loved ones during these festive times of the year. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way. I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't wait to connect.